Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. So we're having a look at the pre-match fair in the Canterbury Tavern, Jim. Uh, yeah. Is it the most Arsenal thing ever to pay 20 quid for a steak? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a very Arsenal pub, actually, isn't it? In the, t- in the sense that... Um, it's very much a gastro pub and it's very much a gastro pub menu um, but I mean I am going to have the burger because it I, I feel like I'd be big because it's football, football if, I, if I didn't and actually it might be cheaper in here it will be cheaper in here actually it'll be cheaper in a gastro pub in Islington than it might be in the stadium for the, the most high end burger that they do so <laughs> in a way we might be the first people in history saving money by going to uh, for dinner at a gastro pub but yeah magnificent so, you were telling me before you've been nervous all day. I mean, that is the sign of a big night match, isn't it? Oh, massively, yeah. Like, like if I look at it objectively, it's only really a disaster if Arsenal gets smashed tonight. Um, we've been smashed many times by the bigger teams. But this, the team are in such a good run of form and they feel kind of a bit... It feels like that's less likely than it has been in the past. So, if they lose narrowly, it's what everyone's expecting. If they draw, that's, that's great. If they win, it is absolutely seismic. Could be, could be a sort of defining win of the season and the exact sort of springboard that they need for the rest of the season, which is obviously you know really really crucial time. The pressure ramps up with every game. But so objectively, like there is a sense that there's not that much to lose for Arsenal. They can maybe go into this with a little bit of freedom. Easy yet, to say now. Absolutely. <laughs> and yet, I'm like been just nervous all day my, my stomach is having conniptions I think is the term I would use <laughs> if I can make it very Arsenal and middle class um, so yeah I'm, I am nervous about it because we've seen what Liverpool can do to teams and obviously just watching your team lose in the stadium shit isn't it yeah. like, as much as like we all love going and like I love going but my team hasn't won in 19 oh it must be so frustrating and I've, I've been there when Arsenal have lost of course I have and it is just like oh, it's a dour dour trudge home and Liverpool can make that really painful for you but it's not a long trudge home is it Jim I mean you live in the neighbourhood of your club is that, is that without sounding sort of schmaltzy is that something you kind of dreamed of as a kid it's absolutely what I dreamed of as a kid and I, from the last game and this happens very often actually after the Leicester game I was walking home on air just like just really feeling sort of like that 10 year old me would be absolutely delighted by this I never really even considered that coming to Arsenal at all let alone regularly would be possible when I was younger because I mean I live in where I'm from I'm from Essex but it is technically a London borough so it's that close but it felt like a million million miles away so to regularly come to, to games it is genuinely a dream come true and to feel part of it over a season is 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 a special thing isn't it and it's it's so much different from from when you just watch on TV and you know not everyone can get to games and it is a real real privilege and 
you feel like you've helped in some way. You know, you feel like you've been part of it. It's, you've been part of that twelfth yeah. man. Feel, it makes you feel involved in it, even in the tiniest way. But you'll take it. I mean, you've sold it to me because I mean that may be ten-year-old you's dream, like forty-five-year-old me's dream is the idea of watching your team win and then being home in your pajamas before <laughs> ten o'clock. I've got to be completely honest. That is part of the reason I live in North London. Um, I, when I, I moved here, I was living in Brighton for a little while, and the reason I was there essentially came to an end. So I moved back to London, and I sort of just had the choice. So I just went over my budget rent-wise just because an opportunity came up, came to live in North London. I was like, you know what? I've wanted to do this since I was ten because of Arsenal. No, no more you know logic to it than that. And obviously, North London's a very nice place. Um, and I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And I'm still here, and I live in Canterbury, which is just a fantastic part of the world, but don't tell anyone, because um, <laughs> we want to keep it that way. Um, and, um, yeah, no, it is, it is a real sort of... It's the life I wanted to live when I was a kid, based on Arsenal. So, you talked about feeling part of it. Has living in the neighbourhood actually changed your relationship with the club I mean like everyone who listens to the ramble knows that you're an Arsenal fan you've always been an Arsenal fan we've gone through it with you yeah like listening to you watch Arsenal is I guess what people must feel like watching neighbours really <laughs> is, is, is part of us feeling your feels but do you think your relationship with the club has profoundly changed since you've moved just down the road I definitely feel sort of um this season in particular because of the way things are going I, sort of, I do feel emotionally closer to it and it's easy to say when your club is on the upswing but I think that you can hear it in the stadium this year Mikel Arteta's talked about it a lot um, you absolutely feel um, that the, the fans are behind the team and the team and the fans have a relationship in the way that they maybe haven't done before they just you, we were joking about it even this season on the podcast where there'd be a moment at Arsenal someone would misplace a pass or someone would give away a silly free kick or something like that and the crowd would go, oh, and you'd like say, you'd almost like take bets on it. Be like, what time will that happen? 16 minutes, 17 minutes, and it just doesn't happen now. It's just not been coming because. The, so the where, where did support? Where did that stop then, Jim? Because I mean, I remember taking my wife's godson, like probably about six or seven years ago, and it was just after the straw had broken the camel's back, I suppose. You know, when you have these endless AGMs at Arsenal where they'd talk about, oh, the club's got loads of money in the bank. That's having no effect on the team. And you could feel the rage. I mean, I think some people outside Arsenal talked about it as entitlement, but it was never like that, was it? Because it was just the sense of the club going, we're making money, we're treading water, sporting-wise, and we are charging you a fortune for the privilege because you know there's maybe this sense outside the area that you know all Arsenal fans are happy to pay whatever they pay to, to get in but for some people it's a struggle they do what loads of football fans up and down the country do in that they pay for their season ticket on a credit card each summer and they spend the rest of the season paying, paying it off and they do it all over again people put a lot of their hard earned in so there was a sense of just this boiling anger when I went to Arsenal a lot. And so has Arteta made that disappear? Have the current players made that disappear? If you look at the young players like Smith-Rowe and Saka, are they important in making that dissipate? They're a huge, huge part of it. Um, Bukayo Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe in particular. Mikel Arteta has to take a lot of credit for that. But the interesting thing about that 
is that there are less so now but throughout the season there have been a lot of detractors and it's been less obvious in the stadium and this is obviously the what's so difficult with gauging the mood at a football club in in the modern era is because twitter probably makes people seem like their opinions are more common than they actually are certainly with the stadium going is that just a virulence of them i think so yeah because you can be so angry on twitter and also you don't know who's tweeting often it's you know it might be some 12 year old kid who just doesn't necessarily understand their own emotions yet so they're really really angry that like a a reasonable game has been drawn or lost or something like that so i think arteta has has got rid of so much of the um the mental fragility that has seen Arsenal shoot themselves in the foot so often over the years that I think we're seeing that now it's definitely a team that's in his image that's sort of no nonsense utter utter focus and he's made unpopular decisions our Bamiyang recently and the club have had to pay players to leave to get rid of certain cliques those are tough decisions they're really really tough decisions that are going to make you unpopular potentially in the dressing room with the players that are left behind that have had relationships with those and apparently Arteta was like that as a player so he does deserve credit there the new signings as well have been very very astutely brought in Ben White for example has just slotted in with Gabriel like they've been playing together for, for years Aaron Ramsdale as well the pair of them are just they're so likeable there's so much energy that translates over to the supporters and I have to say as well I think the fans have been amazing this year Arsenal fans get a lot of criticism for a lot of different things some of it ridiculous some of it may be fair um, because the atmosphere at the stadium has been very frustrated but as you say part of that is because we pay so much money to see, see them the club often boasts about how much money they have and we don't see them do anything with it although in the summer KSE spent some money you know that was another thing they've been criticised for I mean we've criticised them for it for a long time for, for not spending money now they have we have to kind of give them that due as well so a lot of stuff has been done right and a lot of stuff comes from the fact that the board level has seen as much change as the playing staff. It was a, a real mess for a long time with Ralston Leahy, Sven Mislintat in, in, in place, and there's various, like, just lots of different people, essentially. It was probably a case of too many cooks. I think Arteta becoming the manager rather than the coach has made a difference as well, him having a bit more control. So I think, essentially, it comes from a lot of things. I would argue kind of every area of the club at the moment so far they're all pulling in the right direction and they're all doing a good job which is remarkable really the manager title is quite an interesting one for Arteta do you think it provides a bit of comfort because of Wenger they've been like searching for a post Wenger identity and the fact that if you look at it Sir Alex Ferguson and Arsene Wenger are the last real super managers aren't they and we know the influence that Wenger had that went way beyond the pitch modern Arsenal is at least partly in his image is that no one suggesting like Arteta's is equal or comparable or anything like that but you feel that's important that's a comfort yeah very much so because it is important to remember kind of the situation Arsenal were in before Wenger came in you know they you wouldn't have expected when he came in that they would go on to be you know a modern super club in a, in a huge stadium and, and, and you know essentially a huge global brand they were boring boring Arsenal they were dirty Arsenal they were same old Arsenal always cheating all, all that stuff like they, they, I really enjoyed that Arsenal for what it's yeah, worth oh, absolutely so did I there was some, even as a kid there was something brilliant about watching those defenders just go no not today 
um, and that was great. Um, that was always really enjoyable, and, it's, and, and, it, and I, I hope it will be again if we can ever get a, a back five as solid as that. But um, yeah, I think everybody said when uh, when Wenger left that the next guy is going to have a difficult job, it's, as, as it was with Moyes um, with, with Alex Ferguson. People were always calling, uh, uh, um, also calling Unai Emery Bruce Rioja, which is just <laughs> just fantastic. <laughs> brilliant isn't it because that was essentially the situation he was in you, you, you're going to be the guy that kind of deals with the stale leftovers of this huge huge legacy and it's going to be very very difficult for you so Arteta then had to come in as a as a as an you know in his first managerial post and just take a lot of bullets really and then he won the FA Cup straight away so yeah I do like I do feel we're in safe hands I who knows if he's going to come on to become like a great manager like Arsenal might never challenge for the league again because of realities that are actually just beyond their control. You know, it might just be there is spending power that cannot be matched um, by, by by most clubs. You know, it, it, it won't just be Arsenal. It won't just be big clubs that are uh, potentially victim to that. Um, so at the moment, I'm I'm just very pleased with it, and it feels nice to have some consistency as well. Because even under Wenger for a long, long time, we just didn't. There was all kinds of chaos happening constantly and this team feels like the most mature one we've had in a long time even the ones right towards the end of Wenger's reign didn't necessarily feel like that because you had players like Mustafi in there who like the fans hated and and just a lot of complex situations where we had a lot of ex-Chelsea duds that they'd sold us and just laughed at us and this a lot of annoying stuff feels like it's in the past so it's an interesting walk up to the Emirates people who aren't familiar with it because for such a large stadium it kind of eases congestion don't mean to get all town planning because it's got so many different stations so people like to stream to the stadium from every direction yeah. don't they yeah it's a uh, I quite like that though because the anticipation builds you know like you are any side road it's all kind of going a bit mad this part of London as well is uh Again, this is probably just my kind of childhood uh, idealisation of it. Um, but yeah, there's a sort of romance to it for me, because my idea of what London looked like, bearing in mind I grew up in a London borough, as I said earlier, yeah. was based on the background animations of Paddington. And, <laughs> well, when you get around here, when you get down the side streets, the houses actually do look like that. So it's kind of like, I don't know, there's maybe a bit of romance to it. Right now we're just walking down Holloway Road, it is absolutely packed. Do you, do you think someone would mind if we we went onto one of these side roads, knocked on their door, and asked for a marmalade sandwich? <laughs> I don't think they would. You know, I think people in they just go. That'll be fifteen pounds. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'd be an artisan marmalade sandwich for uh, sure. Yeah, sourdough bread. Yeah, without well, without doubt. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's right what here. the Peruvians like. I hear. Yeah, but well, yeah. see, this is an interesting thing about us as well. Like people take the piss out of the fact that you know. You know, artisan sourdough things and, and, and whatnot. But, like, it is in Islington, right? And Islington is nice. Reflection and, of the community. And fuck off. Yeah, we live <laughs> in a nice place. We, yeah, we like it. It's nice. It's, it's nice that it's nice. How dare you like football and <laughs> not spam? <laughs> I'm sure exactly. everyone listening to this podcast likes spam. Yeah, well, without doubt. Troglodytes that they are. I've been campaigning for a long time. <laughs> for the opposition to just be called Riff Raff at the Emirates <laughs> and it's falling on deaf ears but you know I'm not going to give up. Who am I?
So here we are. Do, do we refer to this bit where we are, Jim, as the North Bank, even though it isn't Old Highbury? <laughs> Uh, I, I, We've still got the clock end, right? Yeah, when, the, the North Bank and the clock end are still referred to as such, but we're just sort of on the corner of the North Bank, so yeah. we're not quite in it, and we are obviously in club level because we fancy. Um, <laughs> does this so mean we're sort of above it? Does this mean you have to lead the applause of whichever Arsenal player takes the corner? <laughs> you know when people stand up and applaud the corner yeah, yeah, if yeah, it's going yeah. well. Yeah, we are definitely in that in that zone. Weirdly, whenever Arsenal scored down this end, they come over to our side rather than the other one. I don't know why that is. Uh, I'm sure there's some sort of club tradition there that I'm not aware of. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's a weird old thing. So we're, we're sat in the stadium now as it's gradually filling up. And it, uh, it just looks magnificent under the lights, doesn't it? It does. It, well, that was something I was going to say to you, Jib, and something that we are going to experience, new listeners are going to experience later. The fact that Arsenal under the lights underrated atmosphere yeah right oh, absolutely I mean it was at the Wolves game a little while ago which was on a Thursday night and it, even before Arsenal got their way, late winner even before they equalised atmosphere on a Thursday night are you kidding me yeah it was it was fantastic absolutely fantastic and I think tonight will be similar actually because people are really up for this game um, so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the nerves a little bit now I can see all the players um, they're a long way away. They look they're quite small. Away. Arsenal's look away. bigger than him. Them for my money. That's true, actually. That is a psychological advantage as well, I'm sure. So well, look, even Emil Smith Rowe looks like Shaquille O'Neal from here, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. Um, or is that Martin Odegaard with a little? I like to watch the warm up if I can get here early, early enough to see who's got the shooting boots. Do you think Thomas Partey just scored from long range? Do you think not though, happen in the don't, actual game? Don't, don't waste it. Like, <laughs> for the game it's like before we go into the studio at uh, the Ramblin someone yeah. makes someone makes a funny before we go in the studio and you think don't save do that save it save it yeah, yeah. it's just registered Sal as a sub oh yeah that's uh, a bit of a double take there yeah I don't know that I trust that do you know what I mean that seems I don't believe that until he's actually not on the pitch when it's done yeah exactly and then annoyingly well he might come on like so easy you know the woods uh, do not enter the pitch at any time yeah. unless it's to stop Mo Salah from coming on later <laughs> this might be actually because in the Carabao Cup semi-final a couple of Liverpool fans who were clearly in the Arsenal end got onto the pitch oh did they? yeah so maybe this is a little uh, little warning gotcha empty about 12 minutes ago and yeah. now it's totally full now it's absolutely it's a, rammed it's an emirates phenomenon it really it? is isn't it yeah it's i don't know because it's not always that easy to get in so I, I, I don't know i don't know where this happens Let's take a look at the best three for the Arsenal. Starting 11, goalkeeper Alan Ramsdale. Number three, Kieran Tierney. 
save Ramsdale. Wow. It was all on his own there, Van Dyke, wasn't it? Yeah. got done for handball there Martinelli what, what I think is interesting is Liverpool have had loads of the ball they've looked the more menacing so far but when Arsenal are under the pump they actually look quite composed they do they look very very calm we just come off the back of a little series of uh, passes between Arsenal players essentially in and around their own box um, and, and not a lot of teams even possession based teams tend to do that against Liverpool it's interesting that Arsenal sick until they come Oh, here goes Saka. First little half chance there from Martinelli. Yeah, it's a tentative but positive start from Arsenal. We, I mean, I think we gave away three corners in the first 90 seconds, so I thought, oh, this might be long, this might be a long night. But they've composed always, themselves quickly it's always nice to have the action up your end but yeah. well, actually it's not always nice to have the action <laughs> up your end <laughs> okay. I love how the assistant there waited for Xhaka to approach Sadio Mane and thought no, I can't put the Arsenal fans through this I'm going to have to flag him <laughs> <laughs> he approached him in the penalty box yeah. I think we could say we're all thinking the same thing down to the foul it was Lacazette <laughs> no. wasn't it yeah and the ref's having a little word with him Liverpool have just hacked the ball out of defence, or Fabinho, more precisely, has just hacked the ball out of defence. <laughs> Jurgen Klopp is given a bit of a shrug and a can you not trap it <laughs> look. But I, I think it's a testament to how well Arsenal have played in this first half. Right? Yeah, it's been, uh, it, it's been very, very evenly matched. Arsenal have not been bullied. They don't look like they've ever been in danger of that. It's, it's been a really, really even contest. If you, if you didn't know either of these teams, you wouldn't necessarily have them so oh, far apart. Go, 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 go on. Oh. Oh. 
Martinelli wanted that, didn't he? Yeah, but he's... Lacazette could just see the goal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh, under a bit of pressure now, Mane. Oh, and he's missed it. Under a lot of pressure from White and Gabriel. Gabriel just did enough to make Mane cuff that over the top, didn't yeah. he? That'll do. I feel like there's going to be very little added time. Literally none. Says it mark all, mark it? of a flowing game. Absolutely. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Eureka, the show that gets under the skin of science in a good way. I'm Rick Edwards. And I'm Dr. Michael Brooks. Not the kind of doctor who'd be able to help much if you're having like a heart attack. But if you're wondering about quantum physics or the theory of matter, he's your man. Well, probably. Every week we're asking a new puzzling question from the world of science and discovering the answer with the help of a world-leading expert. Like, will we ever talk to animals? They are definitely talking. You know, that's, again, a word that I would qualify because we usually mean that vocally. But in their own ways, they're talking to us every single day. Are face transplants the future of cosmetic surgery? Given that range of what's considered attractive, there's probably no point wanting to change your face to be more attractive if you follow science. And should we fear an alien invasion? If an imperialistic drive brings uh, other civilizations to us, then obviously it's not good news. But if it's scientific exploration, it may be good news. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about the weird, magnificent world around us, then this is the show for you. Eureka. Subscribe now and find us on Twitter at EurekaPod. New episodes every Wednesday. Eureka is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. better as far as celebrity fans go than Sylvester Stallone for Everton <laughs> that is pretty sweet isn't it yeah. I'm not quite ready for the second half I never feel quite ready nor was Aaron Ramsdale like Arsenal took kickoff passed it back and he's like 40 yards from goal ready to uh, smash it up the pitch Is Mo Salah being on the bench and kind of like lurking over the game, spoiling it a bit for you? <laughs> it's really it freaking me out, him jogging up and yeah. down. Oh, well, shit. Oh, Liverpool scoring. Scoring in the game. <laughs> 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 Baby, right. 
Sadio Mane has had a big flag. Are we going to get a VAR call though? This is the new kind of tense situation you get in a ground, isn't it? Where if a goal's ruled out for offside, you can never quite be sure that it actually has been. Which is, you know... The referee's walking away though. He's not got his no, finger to his ear or anything like that. But you're not safe until Ramsdale takes a free kick, absolutely. basically. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, as you said, are you worried about Mo Salah? I thought, oh, I'd forgot about him. Then I looked down and he was in front of me. So that was sort of extra scary. Jota and that is quite against the run of play isn't it yeah Jota scored against us here in the Carabao Cup if I remember rightly and he's a little bit of a thorn in our side <laughs> Salah's coming on now as well oh you're joking seems out of order Salah and Firmino out, out, out of order out of order what are they doing just need a nice calm next five minutes yeah where they stay in the game yeah don't give anything away keep doing what they were doing Ramsdale just had a little bit of a moment where we were closed down but ultimately it's fine and this is one of the things I like about this team when something like that happens it's just dealt with quickly and it doesn't seem to get in their heads Why is this calm? Me? Yeah. I just look calm. I'm, I'm like a like a duck, right? It's like it's all, it's all calm on the top, but it's chaos underneath. Liverpool goes for a nine, reverse of the 
feels like the crowd are adjusting, Jim. It's like on quiet for the first time because, yeah. you know, just with five Liverpool minutes, Liverpool are 2-0 up. Yeah, they're 2-0 up. And it's, this is the thing, isn't it? They're just so clinical. That they've found more of the rhythm, more of a rhythm in this half. And they've really... They've just taken their chances really, really clinically. And you would, I was thinking at 1-0, like... Yeah, also look lively. A chance they might score or get back into this game. But a two-nil that looks that looks very very difficult, barring some huge mistake that I think is unlikely. Well, Smith Rose just getting set to come on. So and why not at this yeah, point? Yeah, ab- absolutely. There's still 25 minutes to go. Yeah. But yeah, it it, it is it is strange. I mean, it's it's not it's not that the crowd have turned on the team or anything like that. But it is just a sense of kind of inevitability what more could we have done yeah there's, it, it? it's, there's a sense of deflation isn't it yeah uh, because that's that's it but, but what more could we have done it's not like people are angry at the team people just uh, oh well people I think it's a it's a silence of realism isn't it yes See the replay and see how close it was. The, the remarkable thing about that is Granite Xhaka is really close. Granite Xhaka had a, a shooting opportunity and he went for the judicious pass. He did, he did. Yeah, Are you disappointed in him? No, I'm not. It's, you know, it's the, uh, I'm disappointed in it. <laughs> He's maturing. It's the middle aged Xhaka. Firmino, apart from scoring the most Firmino of all Firmino goals, he, he has had a big influence since coming yeah. on. He's looked really sharp, hasn't he? Absolutely. He's given him that sort of focal point. That, um, like you said, it's an absolute piss take to have him and Salah <laughs> yeah, on the bench. Yeah, come on at the same uh, time. Outrageous. That's it. talking about before about the mood in the stadium and the shift of the mood does a night like that where Arsenal fall a little bit short and lose but people don't cra- go crazy about it does it kind of make you almost a bit more optimistic it does actually it doesn't feel like it's the sort of defeat that's going to dent momentum you know if like there was a moment when Liverpool scored their second goal which happened very quickly after the first where I thought oh god what if we do crumble now because and everyone in the stadium felt that, didn't they? Exactly, yeah, because we've seen other Arsenal teams do that before, but it didn't... It, 
well it didn't happen firstly so it's easy to say it, it wouldn't happen after the effect but it felt like that was less likely than it's been in the past as I said in the stadium it is an issue that will need to be addressed at some point you can't just be you know you can't always lose those games those big games um, but yeah it's uh, I, I, like I said I don't think it's going to dent momentum so much that it's it's you know it's Liverpool for God's sake like they're they're a very very good team these games are you, you can't beat yourself up too much if you lose them and I think there's a unity there they're still there the next home game I think the fans will it will be like it never happened because the fans love this team and for large periods they were excellent tonight Gabriel Martinelli like you and I were talking about him all night he stood out to us as the, the obvious man of the match really yeah. um, and we're just excited about those players excited about kind of pretty much every player really which is a rare thing and a beautiful thing and one of the weird things about seeing football live especially when you're watching your own team I can't really tell you anything about Liverpool's performance tonight <laughs> I didn't really watch Liverpool do you know what I mean I just, I just watched Arsenal so intently we didn't talk about them much did we? no we didn't but I mean maybe maybe that's just because you naturally sort of gravitate towards the home team from a neutral point of view but like I always find this I come away from the game and I feel it really funny unless it's you know unless it's quite spectacular like in, a, in a good sense or a negative sense I find it really difficult to kind of register what the other team are doing because essentially why are they here and what are they doing on our carpet <laughs> so when you leave the stadium whatever the result and you're going back to your home that's not that far away yeah what's going through your mind well, I'm generally just sort of thinking about the game um, as I mentioned earlier I always have that little moment where um I think about how grateful I am really that I do get to do this thing that I dreamed of when I was when I was younger but one of my favourite moments actually of, of walking home I have sort of two little rituals almost like when I get to the ground because I'm always so struck by how great the stadium looks I tend to take a picture of it every time I never look at it again I never send it to anyone but it always feels like a thing I should do so I do it that's amazing and on the way back one of the beautiful things about living within walking distance of a ground is there is a moment where you get kind of and it happened with you and I just just now you get far enough away everything dissipates and it's like a football match never happened it's like there were 60,000 people just shouting and screaming like really not far from here and then you all piled out of this stadium and it was loads of people the streets were around really busy and then this calm descends and that always feels really good and that's when I feel the most kind of like grateful to be able to just walk home from a game it's beautiful everyone should try it you should try it live near your local team Football Ramble Presents is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network Hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.